front lines. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. We call for these mighty men of valor. The Lord put a vision in my heart for a new movement amongst men in the body of Christ. The Lord says that I'm going to make champions out of those who would gather unto me. And I believe what men on the front lines will do. And I see it going into the nations. He's going to raise the bar among men. It's time for heroes to arise. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise. Men on the Frontline social media broadcast, equipping, encouraging, and empowering you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you have a key role to play for the kingdom and the earth. So thank you for joining me again this week. You know, this topic, today's show is really going to empower you, but I wanna, I wanna ask you a question as we start out. Is there something in your life that needs revived or even resurrected? Do you have some dreams that have died away or hope that's died away? Or maybe it's a calling or maybe it's a relationship. You know what? It could be your finances. It could even be trust in maybe the government or the media with everything that's happened. But, you know, the enemy likes to use situations like that. So things die in our lives. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy but Jesus came so that we might have abundant life. And today's show, we're going to be sharing a prophetic word that my guest got all about the resurrection power God wants to bring into your life so you can see anything the enemy has stolen, and especially those things the enemy has killed, come back powerfully with resurrection life. You're going to flow in resurrection life power. But before we get into that, I've got a quick announcement for you. You guys, I want to remind you that we have the YouTube channel there for you. It's all, all the videos are free. They're all there. They're all for you. Do me a favor. Go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel and subscribe. That way you'll get notified whenever new content is uploaded. When we do the Heroes Arise show every week, but we've launched all this great new content like the Word Up mini devotionals, the God Top 5 segment, the Ask Robert segment has been really popular. Thank you all of you who have been sending in questions. We need to film more of those. But go Go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel, subscribe, share the videos, help us get word out about all the free media that we're sending out to empower heroes like you. You may not realize it, but you're actually our marketing department in addition to our audience. We're here to serve you. We're grateful to do it. But if you could help us out that way, it would be great. And one other quick announcement. If you're also in a position where you'd like to sew into what we're doing in creating all this free media, all this free content, and getting it out all over the world, you can simply go to roberthotchkin.com, click the donate button, click the giving button, and make a one-time donation. Or, hey, we'd love it if you wanted to partner with us on a monthly basis. But here's the thing. We know with everything that's been going on in the world, not everybody's in position to do that right now, and that's absolutely okay. We're here for you. We're creating this content for you. If you happen to be in a position where you can sew into the free content, we would welcome that. RobertHodgkin.com, you can do that. If you have any questions about it, simply email me, Robert at MenOnTheFrontLines.com. All right, let's get into this week's topic. I want to begin 
by introducing my guest, Francisco Armada. Hey, what's up? Great to have you, as always. As I think our audience knows by now, you are my pastor. You and your wife pastor our church right here in the Heroes Arise Studios, <laughs> right here in the Shiloh Fellowship Studios. Such a great building. Every single Sunday, always great. But you've had this word about resurrection power. Yeah. And I want you to give it, but just before that, let's talk a little bit about why this is so important. Yeah. And you know, Jesus, 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 not the, the word made flesh yeah. declares in Matthew 10, 8, yeah. that we get to go out and put the gospel on display. He says, Everywhere you go, declare the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And you guys know, we talk about this. You know you know what hand he was talking about? Yours and mine, ours. The kingdom of heaven mm -hmm. is at our hand. We need to remember that. So and then he good. specifically says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, and raise the, the dead. dead. Yep. And, you know, we've been talking about how not only do we know that that's truth because Jesus said it, mm -hmm. Not only do we know that he gives us three clear examples of him doing this in the Gospels, yeah. but he also tells us in John 14, 12 that we'll do the works that he does and even greater works. But the thing I've been, I've been really thinking about lately in a variety of areas, especially in the hard yeah. areas, right? Because yeah. yeah. there's so much going on in the yeah. world, the kingdom needs to show up right now. But in Isaiah 11, I think it's verse 2, when, when, the, when God is talking to us about the spirit of the Lord that obviously is on Jesus, it's talking about Jesus, but he's our Messiah and our model. We've talked about that so many times, guys. I won't unpack that again right now. But that's also the same spirit of the Lord that's on us because Jesus gives us his Thank Holy Spirit. God. But in, in verse 11 too, it specifically ties the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might. Don't they come, come together. So whatever Jesus so counsels us to do, whatever Jesus yeah. commands us to do, there is, um, uh, we can be certain that the might, the power is there. And I'm blanking on the verse right now, but you shared an amazing message a few weeks ago. And it was all from, and I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. We didn't it's talk okay. about this. But it was all from a verse that said something like, Every promise of God contains the power of God or something. What was that? Oh, you totally caught me <laughs> off guard. It was such a good message. It was a good, it was a good message. I'm trying to remember. I, if it comes to me, Father, yeah. you know, Holy Spirit, remind us. That's really good. But, you know, really what I'm excited about, Robert, let me just put it this way. I've been going to church almost all my life, okay? Since I was about five years old, I got saved in a Baptist church. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, and then, you know, of course, it, it, when I got older, it really meant something, you know, it was just different. But my point in saying that is that I've been going to church all my life and yet I find myself more excited about what God is doing through his people and in the world than ever before. Wow. And that's powerful. That, that means something. And, uh, and, you know, like when we were talking about this word, you know, we, we've been going, we, there is no doubt you and I feel the same way. We are at war. I mean, there is some things going on Head scratchers. Every, you know. every realm every in the realm. spirit, every realm in, in the, the natural, natural. Yep. every realm. Yep. There is light and dark, good and bad. We're not talking politics. We're not talking parties. Yeah. We're talking evil. evil. We're talking good. We're yep. talking light. We're talking wickedness. They are Serious, at war. sinister plots, all kinds of stuff. But inside of all this, we find ourselves at the same time with this loss, if you will. I mean, I'm just going to call it for what it is. I, I feel at a loss, not because I feel that we're, uh, it, it, the only way I know how to put it is that, you know, when you're feeling really good and then all of a sudden you get really bad news yeah. and it feels contrary to the thing you just got, 
That's how I feel in this season. Yeah. Because here's the prophetic word, okay? Let's jump into that. Okay. Here's the prophetic word is that the Lord showed me. I was sitting here on a Sunday afternoon in church just praising God, and he showed me. This is what, this is what the Lord gave me. He said, the enemy has been working over time during the graveyard shift, but God has brought a shift to the graveyard. Mm, right on. I mean, like, digest that for a yeah. second. You know, we were talking even about how, what the graveyard represents and everything. And, and the, immediately when I do that, it's always the, okay, show me in your word. And for me, my highlighted verse, which is one of our favorite in this house, was John 10.10. 10. Yeah. For the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. There is his plot, right? He comes to do these things. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Or, or the Bible literally says, because it's Jesus talking, I came. Right. So right. that you might have this, right? In the Amplified Bible says overflowing, you know, and uh, over and over again, you know, you just, you just take that in, and yes, it, it inspires and it brings, but now I'm looking for the promise to be ma made manifest. And that's what we're after today in ways that we can uh, begin to help these things manifest in our life. Because one thing that I know about the prophetic is let's put it to work. Yeah. Let's put, let's, let's make good on that word and let's activate it because God has given us that responsibility. He gave us that word. And so now we're in hot pursuit of it. And, uh, you know, this week, you know, even, you know, going into the week, I was excited about that word and going, going, going. And then I got a really hard phone call yeah. that a friend had passed away. And that, that did not feel like we were, like we had a shift in the graveyard, right? And so I'm just talking about that emotional right. side because it's real. Yeah. And to say that, uh, you know, like... You, I, I, I always think this. I used to think this about you and Patricia, actually, for the longest time. You know, uh, obviously bad things don't happen to Patricia and Robert. You know, <laughs> yeah, there was a time when I was a servant in the house, you right, know, and right, I was looking right, up, right. Uh, so to speak, and watching you and Patricia and, and Ron and Bart Hathaway and yeah. others that we've yeah. had in our relationship yeah. with over the years and a lot of the ministers that would come in and speak, oh, bad things don't happen to them. And sure enough, they do. Now right. that I know that as a leader, bad things happen, hard things come. But it is the position of my heart that I'm choosing to take while in the battle that exactly. changes everything. It changes my perspective. It changes how I see things. And it doesn't mean that I'm ignorant of the facts or the things that are right. around me. Right. It just means that I'm choosing the truth over the, the current facts. One, yes. uh, the way you preach it is, uh, am I going to believe, the, it's always stuck with me, the report of the world or the report of the Lord, right? Yeah, so right, hanging right. on to those promises. So what we're doing and even what we're going to talk about today is hanging on to those promises yeah. and how we can make this uh, come alive. Yeah. And so that's what we're after in this day is truly uh, the manifest power of God. Amen. You know, we want to see it. And, and because of things like this, you know, where God commands us, the way you open the show was so amazing. God commands us to do this. And so church, let's do it. Men, heroes, arise, yeah. arise yeah. heroes, you know, and step well, into this. You said it, we're at war. That's no surprise to anybody. Um, God pretty clearly outlines it right there in Genesis three. Yeah. What, what, you know, that what the enemy's going to try to do to us, but what we in him can do to him. So we're at war. That's nothing to be afraid of, but it is something we should be aware of. And um, God will give prophetic words to encourage us. Yeah. And, you know, we, for all, all of the ministries that are under our banner here, um, our church, Shiloh Fellowship, we had been receiving word after word after word. And a lot of the different events we hosted, a lot of really seasoned, really well-known, really respected and trustworthy prophets had come into the house and had spoken incredible words over Shiloh and over us as, and all the ministries that we represent. 
And one of the things I find interesting is so often it wasn't just an increase of miracles is coming, mm -hmm. but I think each of them, if I'm not if I'm if I'm not wrong, it was every single one or at least the majority of them specifically mentioned this would be a house of resurrection power. Yeah. That the dead would be raised. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting. The reason I want you guys to catch this part is so often when we get those kind of words, we celebrate, and we should. It's encouraging, it's empowering, it's exciting. Absolutely. We're reminded who God is, we're reminded who we are in Him, with Him, and for Him. As we were saying at the top, with all that's going on in the world, we need resurrection power. Absolutely. In so many areas right now, trust has died. Um, uh, respect and honor and civility seem to be dead wow. in our yeah, nation true. right now. So much seems to be dead right now. I mean, my gosh, even in Inside the church, there seems to be less honor and respect for God's word and his holiness. You, you could say that, you know, the fear of the Lord. Yeah. In there's some a, areas, there's, looks a, dead, there's a lot of yeah. things. There's a reverence that's missing in yeah. certain areas. There's a lot of things that look dead and buried. Yeah. So, of course, we need resurrection power. That's why Jesus said, raise the dead. Mm -hmm. That's why he not only told us to do it, he empowered us to do it. Spirit of counsel with the spirit of might. But what... I, what I want to unpack for everybody is there's so much in that word of yours but we're, that we're even getting to live out. Mm -hmm. Because we get all these great words, and then all of a sudden, we're getting hit left, right, and sideways with all these things that are genuinely difficult, and some real loss has occurred inside of the earthly realm, and real heartbreak that comes with it. But what struck me in your word that was, say it again, yeah, the enemy's been working overtime during the graveyard shift, but God has brought a shift to the, to graveyard. the graveyard. So the enemy's been working overtime in the graveyard shift. That's in the hidden times. Yeah. It's very interesting that it's the graveyard shift. It's not just in your face, but to me, that's all the little hidden things that, you know, when we're sleeping, when we're not paying attention, and Correct. all of a sudden, it's right in so our face, good. something that is really hard. But then even the other half of that, that he's brought the shift to the graveyard. On the one hand, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But when we were talking, what was striking to me was, what is the graveyard? Well, it's the cemetery. It's the place where the dead things are buried. Mm -hmm. Right, but it's the place we've chosen to bury things. That's right. And usually out of respect, out of yeah, love, out of tradition. all the right reasons. Yeah. But we have chosen to put those things in the ground and say they're dead. I feel like so much of your word is God saying even the things, I, I feel like this word, for all of you watching, I feel like this word is, is to give you hope, not just resurrection power, but the, the hope of resurrection power, especially in the areas. And tell me what you think, because what it feels like to me is this is a word for us, especially in the areas where we believe the most but got hit the hardest, especially in the areas that it really stung, mm -hmm. that something in us even died. Like maybe not that we stopped believing God is God, but maybe there's a little part of us that thought he's not going to ever come through in this area. I'm just going to put this one in the graveyard yeah, and move on. And I feel like he's saying no, especially in the areas where you got hit so hard that you're, you've even put it in the ground, that's what I want to resurrect. That's so good. I love that. that that's actually a very good interpretation of, of that word. It's also, and it's exciting to hear it uh, as God is stirring you, even inside of that prophetic word, because we should be looking for all the possibilities and the meanings in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, the, the bringing the, the graveyard or bringing the shift to the graveyard, well, that happened 2,000 years ago with Jesus, and it continues to happen today. You know, and, and you can look at res 
resurrections with people and things like that, absolutely. But we have to start carving out a realm somewhere. Yeah. And so we have to start looking at the world around us, so to speak, or our lives, and start realizing, okay, there's things around me that God wants to resurrect, you know? And it could be, absolutely. I, I do think, for me, the ultimate is resurrection absolutely. power where we're looking absolutely. at the dead and we're bringing yep. them back. Absolutely. But I do think that there's other areas of our life where God is asking us uh, to begin to gain to, to gain power in this, right? And uh, and so even like uh, you, you, were, you were talking like about the graveyard shift, you know, where, where the enemy comes to steal your rest. He comes to oh, steal yes. your joy. He comes, you know, and it's so crazy because if you're sleeping at night, you're not thinking about those things, right? You're resting. But then you wake up to bad news. Right. You know, those things aren't okay. Or the constant, uh, you know, error that we seem to be in right now, which is just like, and I, and I say that just for uh, sarcasm, but because it's not, it's not our life. It's right. not where we're to hang on to, but it just seems like everywhere we go, there's bad news. Yeah. And so absolutely God wants to use us. But, but, but Robert, it's, it's like this. So there's two things that happen. One is where's our focus? Mm. Where is our focus? And we have to remember that, that the enemy comes always to, 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 did God really say that to shift our focus, you know, uh, on things. And, and we have to remain our focus on Jesus all the time. And, and the other thing is what can, where can we, what is the realm? What is the area, you know, in my neighborhood, in my church right. or in my family, where can I begin to not, not condemnation? You know, I think the, the, the warning has always been for me inside of these words is not to walk around and condemn people, Absolutely. but literally this is an invitation from heaven to partner with resurrection power, to see the dead things rise, yeah. right? Or people. And, uh, yeah. and, and this is what we're after. So absolutely. I love the way you, you begin to, you know, couch that so that people get an understanding, but absolutely. We're going to take every realm of our life, every area of our life where the enemy has come to steal relationships or he's come to take things that do not belong to him. We have found him. We have like, we're, we're catching him in the act. The people of God are awakening and arising in this day. And we will stand with power. We will call him out and we will, it's like, it's like, this is a day where we just have to get up. Yeah. And that's why I love it. Heroes arise. Right. Get yeah. up, heroes. Well, the other thing about this word that's so important, and for all of you watching, I mean, I think every single, we have the greatest audience. I know all of you watching are on fire, faith-filled, you know, believers, uh, born-again believers. But one of the things about this word that, you, that you're presenting to us, you're giving us, you're sharing with us that the Lord gave to you, is I don't think there's a single one of us that doesn't believe God can't raise the dead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, if we believe in Jesus Christ, we know he can yeah. raise the dead. I mean, yeah. we know the Holy Spirit, Jesus as a man, did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves, went to the yeah. cross, paid the price, went into the grave, absolutely. was raised from the grave. So I think what's key about this word is God's saying to us, God's saying to you, that it's a season for us to flow in resurrection power. Not Absolutely. even to sit back and say, I know God can do it, I hope he does, yeah, no, but to realize, wait, counsel and might come together. God is reminding me because I carry him what I carry, I need to start speaking to those, yeah. to those literally dead bodies or those dead yeah. relationships or those dead finances. I need to grab hold yeah. of resurrection power. And God will mentor you in this. You know, we were talking about the story of Jairus, which for me so illustrates good. this perfectly. Because yeah. Jairus has heard that there's this guy who can do this stuff. And he's willing to go to him. And he's thrilled because, you know, as we've talked, he puts everything on the line. He's, he's He's part of the, I don't know if he's part of the Sanhedrin, but he's definitely part of the high council. I think he's part of the Sanhedrin. But he's, by going to Jesus, he's now risked everything. He's risked his position, his title, his reputation, his probably his finances. 
but because his daughter's sick, he's willing to do it. Jesus says, of course I'll come to your house. He's thrilled. We all know the story. The woman with the issue of blood mm -hmm. delays Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then the servant comes to Jairus and says, I'm so sorry, but you you, your it. daughter's dead. And yeah. Jairus is understandably crushed. But Jesus comes and says, fear not, only believe. And we'll unpack that a little bit more. But to me, that's so important for us right now because so much is dead and dying that we can see in this nation, yeah. let alone some of the literal deaths we've been hit by recently. Yeah. But we've got to fear not only believe. And the reason I say that is you were talking about, you know, um, uh, God's resurrection power. And even in the story of the story, the reality of Jesus being raised from the grave, when they get there, the stone's been rolled away. Because mm -hmm. they're even wondering, what are we going to do with that stone? They get there. Heaven has rolled the stone away. Already did and what I'm getting prophetically right now is... That stone in our situation can often be a broken heart, hopelessness, fear, doubt, not seeing God show up the way we thought he would. We've got to ask the Lord that for heaven to move the stones in our heart that are keeping us from grabbing hold of that That's resurrection so power and moving in it. And he's willing to. He's not mad about it. So even if you're thinking, that sounds great, but I'm just too disappointed. I've been, there's been too many disappointments, too many losses. The first thing we need to do is say, Lord, roll that stone away. Hmm. I think that's what he was saying in a big way. Fear not only believe. I'm right here. Let me help you roll the stone of everything away. And let's go to your house. That's a yeah. huge decision to get so up right good. there, but yeah. because he's willing to go to the house, they see resurrection. Absolutely. You know what I love about our God is that he's so compassionate. And over and over again, we see in the scriptures how compassionate Jesus is, how loving, kind God is. Yes. One of the comparisons I drew on Sunday was a difference the way, the way Jesus would handle tough situations versus what the disciples did. Mm -hmm. you know? and one of the conclusions I drew into, or comparisons I drew into was, you know, when, when the disciples lost Jesus in the natural, okay, I mean, they've been hearing about the resurrection all this time, but it just wasn't always clicking, you know. And so now it's time for this to happen in action, right? And so, so Jesus is taken from them, and they retreat into a place where it, there's fear. Uh, it, you know, they feel like failures. They feel like they've lost. Everything feels like they're coming against them. They're, they're being hunted down. I mean, all, challenged in their faith. And some of them even go back to fishing. Some of them go back to their normal lives. And it's like, it's like we, you know, they've, they've suffered a great loss. But then Jesus gathers them all, right, like he would. You know, because the, the comparison here that I drew on was that whenever Jesus went through something tough in the natural world, he always retreated to a place where he could be with his father, mm. where he could go and see his father. And so, so it's like Jesus hits the reset button for them. And he brings them all into this place called the upper room. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and helps them to, to have this new understanding of, of how to do this. You know, when we're hit with something, here's, here's a really great promise. Keep your focus on Jesus, right? You said that earlier, yep. Yep. but let's keep our focus yep. on Jesus. So he put them in the upper room, right, and said, stay here until the Holy Spirit comes, until that fire comes. And, and they do, you know, and, and the result of that, the result of the obedience, the result of the focus on Jesus, the result of the compassion of God, the result is what we see in the book of Acts, this, the birth of the church. And every single, I, I do believe this, every, and there's so many, there's so much literature to back this up inside the Bible, but they, they're all performing miracles. Yeah, they're right, all they're, right. they're all doing it. There's right. even resurrections right. happening, you know, they, and they're all doing it in the name of Jesus. And so, 
So this is a, a, a really great place to remain. Like Jairus, when things seem like they aren't going your way, and we know the end of the story, but the point is when it doesn't feel yeah. like it's going your way, what are you going to do next? Right. Well, there's a lot of things that have gone on in our lives and in our nation and in the world in the last 18 months where it looks and feels like things aren't going our way, like Pastor Francisco was saying. But God's answer is for us to grab hold of this resurrection power. You guys know why he gives words, why he'll release words to the prophets, why he gives them so that they can be declared, so that in this house, one of the prophetic anointings we have is discerner of the times, that uh, uh, sons of uh, Issachar anointing yeah, to discern go. the times. And one of the things that we're discerning right now through this word that God gave Pastor Francisco is this is a time for us to move in resurrection power because yes, God is bringing a shift to the graveyard and God is sovereign. But remember, we've talked about it so many times over the years and we'll continue to talk about it. God's sovereign plan is to work with us and work through us. It's his power, it's his might, he gets all the glory. But this is for us to grab hold of. So. Francisco and I were talking before we came on, and we've got keys that we've looked at between, between the word he's been given and then looking at the story of Jairus. There are keys on how you can access and move into resurrection power and see the dead raised and see anything the enemy has killed in your life or in your spheres of influence also raised. So let's jump into these, Francisco. Yeah, let's hit it. The keys that we were talking about, number one, be willing to risk everything in the eyes of man. And we touched on this. I don't think, I don't think we always get how much Jairus risked mm -hmm. because of who he was, the position that he had, so good. who his peers were. He was going to lose all of that yeah. by going to Jesus. He was not a but Christian. he was willing to. He's not a Christian. <laughs> yeah. He's not a Christian. He and wasn't the a people, follower of Jesus. The people that were in his sphere that he had favor with, that he had position with, that he had title with, that his, his, probably his finances, certainly his reputation, were tied into that group. And they were dead set against Jesus even trying to kill him. But he was willing to risk all that in the eyes of man, put everything at risk to see resurrection. Well, healing power, miraculous power, God power move. And we've got to be like that. We've got to be like, I don't care who thinks I'm a fool for praying for, you know, we lost somebody in our church family recently. Mm -hmm. None of us were the least bit concerned if people thought we were crazy praying Not for resurrection all. power. We're continuing to pray for resurrection. It doesn't, the, 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 how we look in the eyes of man doesn't matter to us. We want to grab hold of resurrection power. Yeah, that's so good. You know, for me, uh, you know, it all started with, uh, you know, just looking at how people think about you. You know, I remember going into the grocery stores to pray for people. Yeah. and thinking, you know, being overcome with fear and anxiety and thinking, I have no idea what I'm doing. Now it just, it just comes out. It just comes out of me. I, I can't help myself but to go to people where the Holy Spirit's pointing me, you know. And I say that for that example that, that, uh, that we absolutely have to take a stand of righteousness. And we're not talking about taking a stand. You, you said this a, a couple of weeks back, and I haven't forgotten it. And I'm not sure where you got it, or I can't remember right now where you got it from. But you said this, we're not fighting against people. We're fighting for people. And of course, the Bible tells us that it's not a, it's not a war against flesh and blood. But there's things going on in the unseen realm that we just, we need, we need to trust Jesus on and just go after the way he tells us to do That's things. Right. And, to, and so being encouraged inside of that, that, that 
that we absolutely just, we're not afraid of the gospel. We're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. And if, Robert, all I can say is I, I, I've never resurrected someone in the natural, okay? I've, I've not done that yeah. yet, okay? Yeah. I've not yeah, done that that's yet. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but if I don't get in the way of the problem, then I may never see the miracle. And, and my love for Jesus and his compassion for people, maybe it's my pastoral call. Right. I'm just going to go for it. And uh, I'm not going to violate. I'm not going to dishonor. I'm going to be reverent and kind, but I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And you, when I was there with the, with the wife or the widow of, of, of our friend, I asked, can I pray for resurrection yeah. life? And she said, please. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, we go, that's why we're going for it. And I don't know the end of the story right now, right. but I know this, that we will not have any regrets for standing out and choosing to do what we felt was right in that moment, which was to stand in faith, to stand in righteous hope, to stand in the name of Jesus, to decree dead bones, to come back to life. You know, all these things, the, the things that we've learned over the season. And so we have to be bold. And I just feel like there's even people watching now, Robert, that are saying, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what to do. And I want to encourage you, yes, you can, in Jesus' name. Yeah, very good. And that leads us right into our next key, that which is let love be your biggest motivator. And Beautiful. we talked about this. Jairus was willing to risk everything because of the love he had for his daughter. Nothing mm. mattered to him as much as seeing his daughter healed. And then he was willing to risk even more and put fear aside and got to see her raised from the dead. And you nailed it, that whole thing of loving others, loving God. And, and, and I think about Jesus when he comes to the city of Nain and he walks in there and the first thing he sees is a, a funeral procession. But not just a funeral procession, it's the funeral procession of a mother who's lost her son. And not just a mother, a widow, a widow. who's already lost her husband, now has lost already her son. And when you look at that in several translations and definitely in the Greek, it basically says compassion overflowed Jesus's heart. Not just he felt compassion, but it overflowed his heart. So when he felt love for the mother, when he felt compassion for the lost, that actually connected him to heaven. I mean, obviously, he's always connected to heaven, but it's, he's, mo he's modeling it to us. And that overflowed him, and the widow's son was raised from the dead. So love is so key. The, the, the first time I saw the raising of the dead, I, won't, I don't have time to unpack the whole story, but I was not in a good place physically. I was very sick, very weak, very discouraged. Long story, but what it got to is the Lord led me step by step, much more in the, the soul realm than the physical realm. He got to a place where I got past myself, stopped being worried about myself, and connected with his heart for this aspect of his creation. And when it happened, I was shocked because this dead thing instantly sprang back to life. And I didn't, I, in that case, I didn't even pray resurrection power. I, all I could do was say, God loves you so much. God yeah. loves you so And that so love flowed from heaven through me into this thing that had been dead and now came flying back. Almost every miracle that I've, you know, that, that we read about in, in the Bible, I've been able to draw a line of compassion between mm. Jesus and the one that needed the miracle. Mm. That's huge, Robert. Yeah. And compassion is a benefit of love. Absolutely. You know, it's one of the fruits, you know, if you will. It is, it is an aspect. It is part of it. Having, if you have compassion, there's love in there. Yeah. And if you have love, surely you will have compassion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
that's all I have to say about that's that. That's good. No, that's that's it. And the only other thing I'll say, and I'm talking to people wired like me, because you're such a wonderful pastor, and you love so well, and you know me very well. Some of the viewers, you've gotten to know me through the stories I've told over the years. I'm kind of an intense guy. Yeah. I'm focused. I'm you're intense. Focused. But yeah. one of the things that this, the story of Jairus and this key about letting love be my motivator is God had to even help me. I need to be more compassionate and love in the situation for the people than I'm even intensely against death. Yeah. I mean, we're against death, we're against the enemy, but for me, it's very important not to just be a, be mad at the enemy for what he's done, even if it's even if it's righteous anger. It's still very important for me to be able to shift into that heart of God because that's really what unlocks the resurrection power. Yeah. So good, like in your anger, sin not. Right, you know? exactly. And, and what I noticed about people who are really focused is that the intention is really good. In other words, there's an injustice here. Yeah. This isn't the word of God. This is not his promise. And I mean, they're just like, we're going after this, which is really beautiful. Uh, absolutely. I would say I would commend absolutely. almost anyone. Exactly. Yeah. But, but the outward approach, right, is going to be compassion. Yeah. Because even when, you know, Jesus went to the, you know, in the story of Lazarus, right? Right. Right. I mean, right. he, all of these stories, it says that he, he went to Mary and Martha and he had compassion. He yeah. wept with them. Yeah. And that's what's, that's, it, it's, it's a huge key inside yeah. of this. And so, so absolutely be tenacious. Yeah. Right? But then let's ask God for the way it needs to look. God is love. <laughs> and we want God, I mean, and to be very open and vulnerable with you guys, you know this because I've been on the phone with you and then was on the phone with you throughout that night many times as we contended. But uh, when we got the news of our friend last week, and you were sharing with me, I'll be blunt, the f once I got past the initial shock, yeah. one of the things that rose up in me was just what you talked about. Th there were so many injustices involved here, and I don't want to get into all the reasons, yeah. but there are so many things that aren't right and are unjust. When I started to pray, I was in that place, and that's a good place. It's like, this is not okay and it will not stand, but it was very interesting. Almost immediately, the Lord plugged me into my love for this person and I fell to my knees and I began to weep actually yeah. and and that compassion for him his wife his family for our church family that's what then got me into the place of this isn't right this isn't just but oh I know God can move in this it's that it's that love yeah. all right the next key don't be so attached to what you think God is going to do that you miss what he's about oh, to do man. and here this is the challenge yeah. Because the enemy will beat us up in this area if we're not careful. Jairus is the perfect example of this. He does everything we're talking about. Puts everything on, willing to risk everything, totally about love for his daughter. He absolutely is like, yes, he's going to heal my daughter. I know he can do it. I know he's going to do it. And then the delay happens. Mm -hmm. And that's when Jesus had to say to him, fear not, only believe. Oh, so if he good. hadn't been willing to, to get past, with Jesus' help, Jesus is right there. If he wasn't willing to get past the disappointment, the heartbreak, maybe the anger, the fear, the frustration, I've risked everything and now she's dead. But he, he was willing to get past what he was hoping to see so that he could see what God had planned. Come on, man. That's huge because when we're contending yeah. and we got our faith up and then all of a sudden it's like, I prayed so hard, nothing's happened. We've got to be willing to trust that God is up to something 
greater than what we have gotten our head around and even ask him for the help of Lord help me get past what I was in faith expecting you to do don't let you not doing what I thought you'd do how I thought you'd do it when I thought you'd do it get in the way of me seeing the great thing you want to do oh it's so good man you can digest that it's good to to eat on that on that word the way you said it was so good if I had a recipe for this key yeah for me would be faith hope and love Okay, and the reason I say that is because we're often thinking like, there's this part where it's like, he does things again, right? We know this, so there'll be resurrections in the future. And, and, and my heart is this, is that if we just remain in faith, hope, and love, then Jesus will take care of everything right. else. He'll take care of all the surrounding circumstances. He'll take care of everyone's attitude inside the process. He'll take care of everything you're supposed to say. He'll, it's, like, it's like there's this moment where Jesus says, again, in John 15, I believe it's 15, 4, where he says, abide in me. Yeah, yeah. And I will abide yeah. in you. And so we just stay in that place mm. with Jesus. And when we're there, we are operating this key, right? We just stay in Jesus and we begin to operate. And so for me, absolutely, faith, hope, and love. And if you just focus on those things, all the circumstantial things that are around that they could bring judgment into the situation mm. they could bring hard times that f sometimes we feel like they're overwhelming Jesus will take care of all that because in, even in this story with Jairus right. I mean this man he, he had heard the stories of Jesus right. right I love the way you reminded everyone this wasn't a follower of Jesus and, but he heard these stories everybody was talking about Jesus so this, this desperation yeah. drove him to the one with hope yeah. Yeah, and the result good. after this was the, com the compassion that Jesus had for him and ultimately G the, the faith, you know, it, it filled his daughter. Yeah. And there was a change. Yeah. And there was a resurrection and everything changed for, that, for, for Jairus in yeah. that moment. You know what just hit me, even in, because you brought up Lazarus, obviously another great story for this topic. But um, I think it was Martha who says... Yeah, I know you're the resurrection. You know, I know, I know, I know that one day he'll be resurrected. Exactly. In you. She's and that's that's a woman of faith. I know that you're that he'll be raised in you one day. And Jesus is, says to her, "It's not that I'm gonna be the resurrection. I, I am the resurrection. Yeah. I am here present now. tense right yeah, now. Right now. Don't be so attached yeah. to what you know I can do one day mm -hmm. that you don't co-labor with me to see something amazing here and now. Absolutely. And for us, it's often the opposite. Don't be so attached to you know I can do it." right now that if I don't come through the way you want me to now, you make the mistake of thinking I'm not up to something. Yeah. And I'm and again, guys, you know me. I'm talking to me in those situations. I am a man of faith. I'm a man of vision. I know it. I see it. And then when it doesn't come to pass sometimes, sometimes it breaks open right there. Yeah. If it doesn't, I have to be somebody willing to say, Lord, your way is always better. Help me so get good. past this what feels like a disappointment i'm declaring is not and i love the key is what you just said faith hope and love all right the next key no god can and that he wants to oh, and so you good. know i've shared out of um uh, uh matthew 8 from yeah. this new living which isn't yeah. in print anymore the old 95 my favorite translation when the leper comes to him he says lord if you want to you can heal me most translations say if you're willing and jesus's answers Oh, I want to. I want to, yeah. And most translations say, oh, it. I'm willing. Yeah. And I know he's willing, yeah. but I also know he wants to. I love that. That helps me with the other, with the potential disappointment of it didn't happen the way I thought it would. Yeah. Then I have to remember, why not, God not only can, he wants to. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to focus on that and know that he can. And then 
if I am rocked by circumstances or being on a different schedule than mine, I also know he not only can and wants to use me to raise the dead, I also know he's there for me to say, Lord, I'm like the epileptic's father right now. I believe, but some stuff has happened. Help me with my unbelief. And he's not mad at me for being in a moment of unbelief or disappointment. He's thrilled I'm willing to come to him and say, I know, I know you not only can and want to do this and do it through me, I know you can and you want to help me with the fact that I just got rocked by it not going the way I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, the thing that sticks out to me is that he wants to. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, love, I never get tired of hearing that, that, that verse in I your particular translation verse, yes. where he says, oh, I want to. I want you to. Know, because in our day, that's, that's such our language. Uh -huh. Oh, I want to. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and I love that, that Jesus is meeting him where he's at in his language whatever's going on and he says, yes, I want to. The reason that matters to me so much is because we often think that Jesus is so far away or that we're just being judged, that this is a, you know, COVID is a circumstance of judgment against, against the earth because God's mad at us. You know what I believe about COVID is it is, it is a diabolical weapon mm -hmm. that, that, that Jesus has no part of. Right. Uh, and, 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 and so it, we have to, like, back to point number one, yeah. we have to be bold yeah. and we have to step out and say, oh, we want to. Are we going to cast COVID down? Oh, we, oh, we want, want to. to. Yeah. You know, do, do we want to uh, br bring the dead to life? Oh, we want to. You know, do we want to pray for signs, right. wonders, and miracles? Oh, we want to. Yeah. You know, I just think like there's an invitation for us here to, to, to take on that we want to part because we do. Robert, we absolutely do. It's why we go to church on Sunday. It's why we're going to home groups. It's why we're, you know, in this mad scurry That's to right. look through YouTube to, to be constantly filled, uh, which, and I'm going to say, don't forget to remember to enter into the presence yes. of the Lord, not just look for understanding, right. but and do right. the physical act of entering in with your heart and in the presence of God, because that's where the power comes from. In his presence is where the power comes yeah. from. And so we want to, and so we can take that on as our call Amen. even today. Yes, we want to. And you know what? If I can feel there's some of you out there thinking, I want to want to. And all that means is there's been hurt. There's been disappointment. There's been confusion. You know, Jesus is really good at dealing with all of that. I've dealt with that. Those of you who know me and know the 12-year journey I had with mysterious and debilitating health, I didn't even come close to walking that journey out perfectly. But the one thing by God's grace I was always able to do, and also because I had great people in my life who would help me and remind me, when I was the most discouraged, I turned to God with the discouragement. and would never fail to go away. He'd always deal with it. And then you get your faith back up. And then I can look back and say, well, it wasn't that God delayed over 12 years. He was establishing so many incredible things in me. Absolutely. I wouldn't wish those 12 years on anybody, That's right. but I wouldn't trade a moment of it because of what I learned about my God in the midst of it. If he had just said, yep, boom, healing manifested because you already had it through the cross. There would have been, that would have been my wish, day one. Now, as challenging as the journey was, I wouldn't trade all that I learned about him, all that I learned about me, and all the more able I am now to access the fullness of heaven because of that journey. He is brilliant in how he approaches things, and we need to, we need to trust that, but when we know we can and we know we will, that's the, Bart Hathaway, which, who we both know, used to share a great message on when we, when we question if God can, we're questioning his power. When we question wow. if God will, we're questioning his heart. Wow. I've never forgotten that. And wow. what I, in moments like this, when God's inviting us into flowing in a whole new level of resurrection power here in the earth to put his kingdom on display, we need to know his power and his heart are right there with us, ready, willing, and able. 
All right, next key from the story of Jairus we see, look at Jesus more than the situation. I can so relate to Jairus. Now, I thankfully, we have not lost a little one in our family like yeah. Jairus did. Yeah. But I know what it's like to be overwhelmed by things not going the way you yeah. thought they were going to go. And that moment when Jesus, I believe Jairus fell to the ground in despair, disappointment, shock, hurt, loss. And I see it as Jesus like getting down on his level, not being up above, oh, say, so fear good. not, only believe. I believe Jesus loves to meet us where we are. I get choked up. I see Jesus getting right down oh, there, so even lifting his chin because he's probably staring at the ground, tears. You know, I mean, I can't even imagine what that felt like when he realized I've risked everything and now I've lost the thing that mattered to me most. I see Jesus looking at him and with so much tenderness, compassion, saying, fear not only believe in the natural that makes no sense he's now lost the very thing that was he was but there's something about looking at Jesus I know in my deepest most disappointed most confused most frustrated most angry moments when nothing made sense when I would get in my prayer chair and simply say Lord I need your help right now he'd always find a way and it's those moments when I get back in the Word. What are we doing? We're looking at Jesus, the Word made flesh. And in this hour, there's so much screaming in our attention that's for fear, for doubt, for anger, for frustration. Yeah. Every news program, no matter what side of the issue you're on, every everything. Mm -hmm. It's so important that we take time to look at Jesus, whether it's being in our prayer chair. For me, a lot of times I just sit there and I'm like, Lord, I love you. And I soak in his presence, usually by faith. Sometimes I feel it. It's often by faith, but it still impacts me. Or I get in the word. But Jairus was willing to look at Jesus even more than the massive loss he just suffered. That's the only reason he got up and put one foot in front of the other, working. Can you imagine that journey? Why am I going to the house? That's where my dad daughter is. I don't want to see that. But he was willing to look at Jesus even more than that. And Jesus took him on a journey to resurrection power. Yeah. Huh. This is uh, why you were talking, you were sharing that. It reminded me of a story. One time I was with a young man who went through something very tragic and he just fell to his knees in front of me. And he just, you know, his world just came crashing down. And I got down on my knees with him. And I remember hugging him and holding him in that place and whispering into his ear and saying, let's believe God. Let's believe God for the miracle. And, you know, it, what we did then is we just, I, I felt through, with the Holy Spirit to just begin to invite this, this presence of peace, mm -hmm. Jesus, the, the presence, the Prince of Peace, just, the, just to make that invitation to, to begin to come in. And as that happened, I know that that young man's faith was restored right. in that moment because of the conversations we had and things like that. But Robert, it absolutely works. It absolutely works. And I'm not saying that because that's the way you need to do it. What I'm saying is in that moment when it didn't feel to, 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 like, to, like, to, the, to, the, to the credit here of Jairus in the story, where he must have just broke down there yeah. in, in, in front of Jesus. I mean, I, I'm a daddy. Yeah. I have five wonderful children. I'm a dad. You know, I know what it's like to be a dad, and I've cried with parents who have lost their children, and I, do, I wouldn't wish that on my enemy. Uh, it's hard. It is, it is one of the hardest things you'll ever walk through. But in that moment, Jesus comes. 
And I love that, that Jesus was there for him and Jesus came, Jesus went with him. Jesus went to the place and, uh, and that's huge. And so again, it's the example of, let's just take a moment here. We're not in a hurry. Let's take a moment here. Let's get with Jesus. Let's keep our focus on him because what we're about to walk through may not be easy, but we have Jesus. You know, the audience has heard me share this so many times over the years, but I remind myself as much as I remind any of you, one of the ways that I look to Jesus in the most difficult situations, especially when I don't understand or like what's going on, I, I ask for his help to shift my focus from trying to figure out what he's doing and remember what he's like. <laughs> because on the one hand, we're saying, God, we want you to do exceedingly abundantly beyond our ability to ask, think, or comprehend. So we're basically saying, Lord, do something that's going to be confusing a lot of the time because yeah, yeah. we're not going to get it. Do something. So the, the thing that always helps me in those moments, even like with the, 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 what happened last week, there were times I'd have to simply sit and say, Lord, I don't understand this, but I know what you're like mm. in the midst of this. That is you're so trustworthy, good. you're faithful, you're loving, you're good. And I, I just run down, yeah. and then all of a sudden now, again, that whole thing you said so well about faith, hope, and love, and abiding in him, that's my way of getting into that place, yeah. especially when I'm hurting or confused or scared or disappointed. I focus on what he's like. And so there's a tangible way, because I know what it's like when something really big or really that really hurts happens. It's like, what do you mean, look at Jesus? How do I get my eyes off of mm. everything that's going on? For me, it's specifically thinking about his character and nature. All right, we've got two more keys for you guys. Um, the next one is put unbelievers outside, or for us, put unbelief outside. Because when, when Jesus and Jairus get to the house, everyone is like, yeah. no, man, she's dead. You, and they're laughing at him and mocking him that Jesus yeah. is like, no, no, she's just asleep. I'm going to go wake her up. But he very intentionally tells everybody to get out other than the mother and the father and Peter, James, and John. Yeah. Other than the ones who were willing to believe for the impossible because of love and three who had seen him do it so many times, they weren't only in faith, they were in faithful expectation of what was about to happen. And that's one of the things I think it's important for us is we need to consciously, and it might not be other voices, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I have to be conscious and say, Lord, help me put unbelief outside. And we already mentioned the epileptic's father. I have prayed many times in challenging situations, many times over that 12-year health battle, I prayed, Lord, I believe, I know your word is true, but I don't get what's going on. I believe help me with my unbelief. Take every single disappointment, every single hurt that's trying to be unbelief and help me that's move good. it outside of myself right Get now. So I simply yeah. focus on you and your truth and am filled with hope and expectation. We've got to put the unbelief outside. This is such a good verse, right? Because oftentimes we think that it's more of a physical as opposed to spiritual. And what I mean by that is remember the moment where Jesus looks at Peter, he says, get thee behind me, Satan. Right. 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 It was kind of like he was talking through Peter, yeah. not necessarily at Peter. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I believe this is another one of those examples where it's like the voices that were around to, to, to what you're saying, 
uh, and to add to what you're saying was that there's there's whether it's inside of me, whether it's in the room, mm -hmm. I, all he was doing was silencing the voices of oppression, silencing yes. the voices that were against what 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 the truth that he was about to bring into that place. That's what he was doing, and uh, and 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 I understand that there was this physical removal, and so I'm always really like my pastor heart always goes right. off, right, right, because it's like we're we're not trying to hurt people. And yes. so, so, so understand that this was a spiritual dominion, you know, that, that was occurring. Jesus was, the reason there was this removal was, you know, like, we don't know all the details. And this is one of those that we'll probably have to ask. But, but if there's ongoing voices that are continually speaking against resurrection power, what you're doing, those are the voices, the voices yeah. we're silencing. But we don't have to necessarily just kick them out of our life. Oh, right. Right, because that, then, then you don't get to see the miracle. Jesus removed them from the room, but yes. he didn't remove them from the house. That's very right? good. And so That's why? Because, because they were about to see a miracle. Yeah. They were about to see the goodness of God That's for really the loving good. kindness of God. He didn't want them to miss it. He just didn't want them to be in the room. Right. That's it. And so what's that room? I, I love that perspective. There's a house and there's a room inside the house. And so moving the, the, you know, that voice outside of that room so that it would still subject to the power of God inside the house is beautiful, right? And I know that's like kind of metaphoric and all No, stuff, that's fantastic. But, but that's it a works really good for our hearts. You know, how about this room? Yes. How about this room right yep. here, my heart? If I can just remove those voices, you know, from my heart, you know, that unbelief, that doubt, uh, if I can just stand in a place of faith, right? And, and even if you don't know how to, this is where it gets good yeah. because Jairus didn't know how to either. Right. That's right. But he went to the one that That's did. Right. He he knew the one that could. Yeah. And that Jesus is still alive today. Absolutely. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that's alive in you and me today. And so we actually have that connection with him right now. So even if we don't know, I've never resurrected someone yet from the dead. So every time I'm invited to do this, I have to connect to Jesus. Right. But I'm willing to. Right. And I feel like it's, you know, we're growing in that dimension. We're growing in that place of power. You know, my assignment has given me my authority. My power pastoral call has given me my authority to meet people in these situations. But what I'm looking now for is the manifestation, like what we talk yep. about at church all the time, yep. the manifestation of God's we goodness. We already have. Yeah. We sing more and more and more Jesus, but what we're right. looking for right. is the manifestation of his power of the move of God yeah. that literally like, like our friend will come to the door. Right. Right. And so and so that's what I see inside that story. So I want people to be encouraged because my pastor heart goes off on that. Uh, we're not, we're not in a rush to kick people out of our lives. Right. But we are going to silence the voices of negativity, the, the things that are around us, and we need to and we need to just ask Jesus how to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you that was great, and you actually brought us into our final key, which was number number five or number six was put unbelievers uh, put unbelief outside, and number six is be careful who you bring into the room with you, and, or be wise who you surround yourself That's good. with while you're contending. And you just unpacked that wonderfully. So, you know, the, uh, the, the put unbelief outside to me has more to do with watching over our own heart. But then the That's final key, key seven, you did a great job of. And I love how you painted that picture of we're going to put them outside the room, but we're not going to kick them out of the house because we want them to see the miracle. We just don't want them to affect the focus and the atmosphere in the room. The one last thing I'd say about be careful who you bring into the room or be wise about who you surround yourself with while you're contending for these things, obviously you want people filled with faith, people who know who God is and what God can do, but also people that know we're here to move in God's power and resurrection power. One other thing I'd say about be careful who you bring into the room, maybe take a break from Fox News and CNN mm. for a little bit. Maybe take a break from 
all those voices that maybe have you more focused on the anger and the injustice of things going on right now as opposed to the heart of God um, that wants to see resurrection power come to our nation and even see righteousness resurrect. I pray for our nation almost every day. And I'm not praying for one party or another party. I'm not praying, I'm not praying politics. I'm not praying any of that. I am praying for a resurrection of righteousness, truth, and justice in this land. And I need to sometimes be careful what voices I listen to, who's in the room of my heart, as Pastor Francisco said, because if I'm not careful, I shift into that righteous and sometimes not so righteous anger. And it's more important that I remember who God is, what he's like. I put those voice voices or people in my life that want to fuel those things. Take a little break. But I love what you said. Don't kick them out of your life because yeah. that way they get to see what God is up to. Yeah. God's That's about good. to move. Robert. Yes, exactly. So those are our seven keys for you guys on how to begin to grab hold of this resurrection power. There's two things I want to let you know about before I have uh, Francisco pray for you. I, we have two teachings in our ministry I think are really going to help you with this. One is simply called resurrection power. And you can order that. If you go to roberthodgkin.com, you'll see it, and it'll give you links, and you can order it. The other one that's really applicable to all this, um, because that resurrection power teaching, it goes into even more detail about the way to get into the place of resurrection and, and access resurrection power. The other teaching we have for you is called Establishing Realms of Power. And it will teach you in detail how when you're willing to step out into this stuff, you can't fail. And what I mean by that is we already have this power. We're learning how to exercise it. We're learning how to carve out that realm. So as we're contending for resurrections of all sorts of different things in our ministry here, we know we're going to see those things resurrected. But along the way, if we don't see it yet, it's never a failure. We are carving out a realm of established, manifested resurrection power. And that teaching, Establishing Realms of Power, will help you understand that about any realm of power available to you in Christ. So I want to let you know that we, you can go deeper into this topic with resurrection power and establishing realms of power. But now I'm going to ask you to look into your camera. Yeah, absolutely. And from that word that God gave you in your carrying, minister to and, and pray for our audience. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that, that really stuck out to me when Robert was speaking was that we can't fail. Listen, I want to just, just remind you that if you're one of those that feels this call to be bold in this hour and step out and just believe God for the miracle signs and wonders that you can absolutely trust God at his word. And I want you to know something like me, if you're believing even for resurrection life and, and you don't see it in the moment right now, then I, I still want you to understand this is that we still win because throughout the gospels, Jesus promises eternal life. And what we're living for is not this flesh and bones, but for what comes next in the eternal life with Jesus and in heaven. And I really want to encourage you because uh, you're going for it and you're going to try and you're going to move and God's going to do amazing things. And there's going to be many times when you lift up people in their faith, but you may feel like you didn't do something or that you didn't accomplish it well. And I know this feeling because as a pastor, I have felt that feeling, but the promise is there. 
You haven't failed. You stepped out in faith and God is with you. And I also feel this, that this is your season and your moment to resurrect the things of God in your life. And there's, there's been, it's, it's not just about your dreams, your hopes and your visions, although that is part of it, but is literally the call of God on your life. There is a boldness that is coming over the church to, to see and move in the manifest power of God. And I believe that through this word, this is part of that uh, resurrection for God's people in his church, that it would go outside of church. I love Sunday church. I'll never stop going to Sunday church, but I wasn't made just for Sunday church. I was made to go out into the world and take the gospel of Jesus Christ to every tribe, every nation, every tongue in the highways and the byways and get ready church because God absolutely wants to use you. It's not a, it's not a false hope here that I'm serving you. It is truly a word of God. God wants to use you in this hour and he will be blessed, rise up with resurrection power and remember that there is a shift in the graveyard for you today. Amen. Hey, one last thing. Uh, uh, quickly let them know how they can connect with Shiloh Fellowship. Oh, absolutely. With uh, Sunday services online, but yeah. also um, uh, Shiloh Web Church. Absolutely. Because if you guys need a church or you're looking for more of God online, I highly recommend you connect with us at Shiloh Web Church. Yeah, Shiloh is such a beautiful and interactive church. One of the one of the calls that we've always had on our church and the mandate that we feel that we've had from God is media. And so just uh, just so that you're aware, we have something called Shiloh Web Church. And you can find more information and detail of how to sign up through shilohfellowship.com. But I want you to know something is that Shiloh Web Church is absolutely, without a doubt, one of the most interactive churches on the internet today. Listen, you're not just going to come and watch a bunch of videos. You're actually going to receive a pastor who's going to be calling with on you, who's going to be checking in with you, that you can email back and forth. They'll be walking through the journey of life with you and helping you to see Jesus and everything that you're doing. And you're going to get great messages by Patricia King, by Robert Hodgkin, uh, by myself, Pastor Dustin Williams, and many, many more. It is a beautiful church. We have amazing pastors and leaders and lots of surprise guests that come through from time to time. And there's wonderful teaching. So Shiloh, church on Sunday, even Sunday Night Live, where we get together, we actually host, uh, a, 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 we, it could be Bible study, it could be expressions with Jesus and different things that we're doing, prophetic nights, but ultimately it's to find understanding and to activate what God is doing through his word. So if you don't have a home church already, come and be a part of what God is doing at Shiloh. God bless you. Awesome. You know, the other thing that's great about Shiloh Web Church and Shiloh Online is it plugs you into a really great community. You know, one of the things that we see that's been under attack in our nation and our lives is community and connection Absolutely. with lockdowns and with all this stuff. But um, there's sometimes I get don't get to be here on Sunday, so I often am online in the chat groups with everybody. I, I love our online Oh, you've community. done Zoom rooms with yeah, us. Yeah, Zoom rooms, right? You, yeah, yeah, it's so have, much fun. We have these Zoom connects and all these things where we get together and we get together with all the leaders. It's amazing. Yeah, we'd love for you to be a part of that. ShilohFellowship.com, yep, right? correct. ShilohFellowship.com. Thanks so much for being with us this week. As Pastor Francisco prayed over you, God is going to use you in resurrection power. I'm so glad you were with us. Hey, don't forget, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you know all the things. Like, share, subscribe. But one of the things we've noticed in the last few months, and we've had our tech people look into it, there seems to be a 
squelching of Christian content. And you know what? Our God's bigger than that. And we've noticed it in our feeds and our exposure. But what I'd ask you to do is if you simply share the videos with a couple of people, we can start to reverse that trend. Same thing with the YouTube videos. Like them, share them, subscribe. If you're listening on the Heroes Arise podcast on all the podcast platforms, do the same thing. Post about it or share the podcast. Help us reach more heroes like you so we can help raise them up to go out there and do amazing exploits for the kingdom. Thank you so much for being here with us this week. We will see you again soon for another Heroes Arise. Thank you for listening. You can get more teachings and resources as well as more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Frontlines all at roberthodgkin.com.